Hi, this is Bernie Dake. Welcome to the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Welcome back to Words of Life. I'm Bernie Dake. And I'm Cheryl Gillum. Our series studying 12 women in the Bible God used to do the extraordinary ended last week. But before we launch into our new series on leadership, we wanted to share a few testimonies of incredible women God is using today. And joining us for these episodes is our friend, Ashley Escobar. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome. It's good to have you here, Ashley. Full disclosure, she is a friend. Yeah, she is. And I am. she has a very cool husband named Ed. He's all right. And a beautiful son named Ever. He's the yes. best. He is the best. And I love your social media. Yes. Thank, Thank you. you for sharing it with Ashley's us. Ashley's a very talented woman. She's a dancer. She's a dancer. She's, she's a, an artist. Absolutely. She's a singer. And Anything else you want to tell you? Beautiful your woman of God. I actually have a new passion, oh. which has been interviewing people. Wow. Which is actually a part of what we're talking about today. Yeah. But I think there's such value in allowing people to be heard. Mm -hmm. And uh, because a lot of people may not feel heard or may feel that their story doesn't matter, but you're giving someone power when you just sit there and listen to them. And that's not something I've always been good at doing, but I'm just in this season of life where I'm soaking it all in, um, hearing someone's story. So. Yeah, that's my new passion. Mm-hmm. And I've watched some of those interviews. They're beautiful. So Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Well done. So today we're going to hear from Major Beth Sturdivant. And so Ashley, can you kind of set up this uh, testimony for us? Yeah, so Major Beth Sturdivant, I did not um, know her very well prior to the interview. Um, but if you know Major Beth Sturdivant, if you've heard her story, um, it is uh, very focused on her husband when he um, got covid Um, and was not looking like he was going to make it um, when that happened. And during that time, she also had COVID and was hospitalized, and they were separate. Um, They were separated from each other, and uh, one was in one hospital, one was in the other, and um, it just was looking like a very hopeless situation. Um, At one point, they they called the family in, thinking he wasn't going to make it. Yes. I mean, they were making plans uh, for his departure from this earth. And so um, to go through that experience and to make it out um, to where they are now, they're both uh, happy and and healthy. And um, I think that's incredible. So when I heard her story, um, the focus was uh, on him, but I thought in my mind, I wanna hear her side. I wanna hear what she has to say. Am I? Uh, I am. I'm Beth Sturdivant. To most people that know me, um, young and old, I am Mama Sturdy, and that um, sums up who I am. I just want to mother everybody. That may be a gift. That may be a flaw. I'm not sure, but uh, for me, that is exactly who I am. I just want to take care of people. 
Where does that come from? It probably comes from my childhood. Um, my biological mother abandoned me when I was just a tiny baby. And so I had a mother who raised me who did not biologically give birth to me. And so she loved me uh, as my mother would. She was my mama. And uh, so I, I believe that from early on that I knew that I could do that, that I could love people. I didn't have to birth them uh, to love them. And uh, so that has just grown in me over, over time and, and just people I come in contact with. What is hope to me? Hope is knowing and feeling that things are going to be all right, no matter, no matter the process of that. Sometimes it is the most hurtful process that we have to go through. Uh, sometimes it's the best process we can go through. But to know that in the end, God has a plan for each of us, and we don't always know what that looks like, but having hope that He sees the big picture. One of my first stories, um, I didn't always have hope, um, even though I had a family that raised me and loved me. I think there's something primal in you uh, that uh, knowing that your mother uh, gave you away. Uh, you know, I grew up thinking I always needed to be smart enough, which I fell short, or pretty enough, for I fell short. You know, all of the things that I thought I needed to do in order to make people love me. And it took me a long time to realize, uh, first of all, there was a Heavenly Father who loved me so much that it didn't matter what earthly people did. And um, that, that was a long road for me to realize that. When I had my first child, the turning point for me came um, because I knew then I could begin to pour in to some one else. I realized with each child that I had, that was God saying to me each time, here you go. Here's more love for you. Here you go. Here, you know, I birthed three children. I've raised, you know, more than that, but I've birthed three children. So each time God just showed me he was pouring that much more onto me. And he would say to me each time, here you go. I've, I've got you. I have so much love for you. I'm sure people that know me uh, very quickly, uh, I am Gary's wife. Not only am I children's mother, I am Gary's wife, you know, I, uh, but people who know him know me. Some of the darkest days in my life is during my time when he was so sick. Not that I doubted God, but I I was afraid. I, because for so long I have been um, Gary's wife. And I thought, what, what would I do when I was not Gary's wife anymore? What would I do if God saw fit that he needed not to be on this earth anymore? And um, I, I kept saying to the doctors and the nurses and to God, <laughs> as if God didn't know, uh, that Gary is my world. You know, my family is my world, but he... I. I need him in my life, not not just want. You know, man, we we want uh, people in our lives, but um, on my lowest days, he keeps me going. 
he went to the hospital and he was sick and I couldn't go and see him. And, you know, I couldn't get to him when our son called to say, Dad is not going to make it. And all I remember thinking is I have to get to the hospital. I have to get to where he's at. And I, I had a nurse and I trying to get, if you could picture this, me trying to get out of the room, and she is physically restraining me uh, to prevent me from, from getting out of that hospital. I had no idea which direction I was going, but I was going to go, <laughs> and, I, and she was there for me, and I, I know that God placed her there just for me. I was absolutely scared, terrified when uh, Gary was sick. And people often ask me, how did I know the moment that I knew that he would be all right? When I was released, when Gary got sick, we were at separate hospitals. And uh, once they stabilized him, uh, it was several days, he was brought to the same hospital that I was. And so I thought, oh, they'll let me go up to be with him. That didn't happen. And so I left, and uh, he was there. And so for almost 40 more days, I didn't get to see him. I only got three um, calls from the hospital. And uh, each time, they were early morning, and it meant something had gone wrong, something. And so this was the third call, and uh, it was early in the morning, and I was very afraid to answer the phone. And um, she said to me, I just want you to know that his COVID test was clear today. And it took me just a second, and I said, oh, does that mean I can come and see him now? And she said, yes. And I I probably busted her eardrum because I literally screamed into the phone. And she laughed, and I laughed, and I was so excited that I was going to be. And I was like a giddy girl, uh, you know, because I quickly got ready and uh, was trying to get to the hospital as quickly. And I walked in. And I saw him, and he, he, he knew me. I, I was really afraid that he wasn't going to know who I was because he'd been so sick. And, it was, and he saw me, and, and I knew. I knew that he was going to be all right. For those who may be going through the same thing that I went through or something similar, I would say, first of all, listen to God. I really believe that had it gone a different way, God would have told me. God would have prepared me that he was going to take Gary. Um, And there are instances in our life that things happen to us that may seem uh, odd to other people or may go against the grain. But I would always say, listen to God, because he always has your back. He always has your best interest. And uh, when things don't seem probable, um, I, I know with our story with Gary, no one, no one thought, that he was going to leave that hospital. We look for our answers in other people, and they don't often come from other people, but the right answer always comes from God. Wow. Wow. I love Mama Sturdy, Mm -hmm. Bessie, Beth, all those things. She is, um, she's an inspiration to me. She is. You know, I was, I was, I know Beth, very well, but as I was sitting there listening to her story, I just kept on thinking, only in God's economy can you go from being an orphan Mm -hmm. to a mama who loves everybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, God totally redeemed her story in that way to be used for His purposes, Mm -hmm. to, Mm -hmm. to love 
a world that needs a mama sturdy. <laughs> and so I was just awestruck by that, um, that God just turned, flipped her story around Amen. and uh, and through her shows unconditional love to so many people. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I'm going to piggyback off of what you just said, because I think a lot of times we think that something is un- unattainable or we can't become something because because that hasn't been displayed to us in our lives. Um, but that's obviously not the truth um, based off her testimony that we can be who God called us to be um, because we are His child. And it's not dependent upon the family that we're born into um, or even the one that we have, uh, our friends, whatever status, um, but that God called us and He chose us. That's why we're here. And um, that's an opportunity with that alone. Well, we hope that you're encouraged by Mama Sturdy's story. She is awesome. And we've got a few more weeks of more stories just like this. We hope that you'll tune in and be encouraged. SalvationArmySoundcast.org. God bless you. The Salvation Army's mission, Doing the Most Good, means helping people with material and spiritual needs. You become a part of this mission every time you give to the Salvation Army. Visit SalvationArmyUSA.org to offer your support. And we'd love to hear from you. Call 1-800-229-9965 or email us at radio at uss.salvationarmy.org. Tell us how we can help. Share prayer requests or share your testimony. We would love to use your story on the air. You can also subscribe to our show on iTunes or your favorite podcast store. And be sure to give us a rating. Just search for the Salvation Army's Words of Life. Follow us on social media for the latest episodes, extended interviews, and more. And if you don't have a church home, we invite you to visit your local Salvation Army Worship Center. They'll be glad to see you. This is Bernie Dake inviting you to join us next time for the Salvation Army's Words of Life.